Shiloh that has come out since many people are gluten-free, have celiacs, is that when a person typically makes bread, they use a large amount of wheat flour. However, when you're making gluten-free products, the oats do not have a great taste, and usually other grain is being used in the, in the base mix. For example, they'll have tapioca flour, rice flour, or the like, in order to give it more of a bread taste. So, taste aside, the question is regarding the halachas of hafashashchala, how much oat flour is necessary to do afrasha? That's question number one. Question number two would be, what's the percentage of oats in the mixture that would still be called bread, would still be called lechem, and would require hafashashchala as well? So the place to look is the Mishnah, the Mishnah in Paragimel, Mishnah Zion in Chala, tells us that let's say a person mixed, now we're not talking about oats, talking about wheat and rice, oirez in the chit, with the chitin. So the Mishnah says in yesh tam chitin, if it has a strong taste, or if it has a taste of wheat, so then it's chayiv in Chala. Many Rishonim learn that there's a special din called gerera, that the wheat drags the rice and now gives the rice the status of wheat. And even if you didn't have a full amount of, let's say we'll call it 12 cups of wheat flour, you only had 10 cups, but the two cups of rice now become wheat, and your chayv and challah, as we view the rice as wheat, this is called greira. This is brought down in Shulchan Aruch. It comes up in Hilchus Matzah. Before there was a uh, practice in, Ashkenaz, in Ashkenazi circles to not eat kidneys. This was a, a relevant shaila. Will the rice be counted for the sheer kazayas? Many places said yes. In fact, that is a psak and shulchan based on the rishonim, and based on this din that in yesh tam chitin that there's a din of gerera that the rice is now transformed into wheat. So how did the rishonim learn this mishnah, and how does it apply to to other to other uh, items? So the Ramban writes that even if you have the shear, now he's learning that there's no such thing as this din of gerera, and this would apply to other grains as well. What the Mishnah is telling me is you need a shear and you need roif. Let's say I did not have 51% wheat, I had 20% wheat and 80% rice. Halacha would be that is not considered lechem. You would not uh, do hafoshes chal on that. That is the shita of the Ramban. However, the Rush argues, and the Rush learns, this is in Hafoshes in the Tzvav, he says that we have a din of tam keiker, that's in your idea, that the taste of something that means it's significant and it's there. So even if you have 60% rice, or 60%, uh, I don't know, some other type of grain, almond flour, coconut flour, but 40% wheat, as long as it has the taste of wheat, then you would you would you, you could still do hafashas hala. But the rush agrees now that we don't have this din of gerera, you definitely need the shear of of, uh, of challah. For example, so let's say you're making a recipe that was a coconut flour bread that has wheat flour in it. So if the wheat flour was 12 cups of flour, then you would do afrashas challah. That's condition number one. Condition number two, it has to have a taste of wheat in the mixture. Let's say it was uh, so, the coconut flour was overpowering, you can't even taste the wheat, can't taste the, that grain, then you would not do a fresh challah, even if you indeed had 12 cups of flour.
Now that is the shita of the rush. The rush brings down there's there's two mahalchem and the rishonim. How to define tam dagon? What do you mean by the taste of grain? Are you taking a yaredea, shishim? Is that the uh, the example? So yeah, in fact, Rabbi Tam says yeah. Even if there's there's no specific volume it needs to be, as long as there's some taste in it, tam kicker, which we would assume you know at least you know one point seven percent, more than a sixtieth of of wheat in the mixture, that is considered tam dagon, and one would do our fashashal even if you is outnumbered by the coconut flour again you need a lot of uh, product here to have a sheer hollow that's so unnumbered but still according to being the time as long as there's the time of there's a taste of wheat you would do hollow. however other rishonim this is the rach rabbi nachayim one of the balatoisos he says no that in order for it to be considered significant it doesn't have to be rive i'll agree to that it doesn't have to be the ramban they need rive 51 percent all you need is kezayis pichteachilos pras. There has to be that the amount of there has to be a kezayis of the chameshes mini dog and a kezayis of wheat within the amount of time it takes to eat a chilos pras, which Mishnah points out is about eight or nine kezayisim. So you need to have, let's say, a ratio of oh, it has to be a one eighth or one ninth of the so about 11, 12 percent of the entire product has to be wheat so that when I'm eating a pras I got a kezayis of wheat that's how Rabbeinu, uh, that's how the rush quotes Rabbeinu Chaim and in fact the Magen Avram brings us down Halacha Lamaisa we'll talk about the Magen Avram in a few minutes very interesting application and brachas and benching which is part of the gluten-free uh, folks part of their shiloh so let's take it to let's take Halacha's Chalah first and then we'll move on to the brachas so Halacha's how do we pass it? So according to the Ramban, not only would you need to have the minimum shear of flour, you also need it to be roiv of the isa. Most of the dough has to be wheat. If you do not have roiv the isa of wheat, then you would not be required to do our first time. The rush says, no, all I need is tam keiker. As long as it has a taste, you have to what this means, either like with tam, the smallest amount, as long as it's uh, noticeable. And the other sheet is that you need to have a kezayis bechtei achilos pras. So how do we pass it? When it comes to rice, there's a discussion in the place that the rice that itself creates the shear. We're not going to talk about that. That there, there's a machlekes in the place um, If one does have rosh hashala on on that, counting the rice with greira, many rishonim hold that's fine. There's one to rely on. Others would say no. We should be choishish for those shitas that hold that the rice does not combine, and you need to have the minimum shear of wheat. That's the rice issue. When it comes to our discussion, where you have a gluten-free challah and you're mixing in other grains, so the shach paskins, like the rush, and seemingly the shochanar goes with this as well, that tam ke'ikr is the important factor, as long as there's a taste of wheat, so then it would still it would still be called lechem. So for example, someone's making corn muffins, or you're making a birthday cake, and you don't have that much flour, so you have to do the math. If I have a, if I have a percentage of, first of all, I need the share. I need to have 12 cups of flour. But, but not only do I need that, I need to make sure there is some tam ke'ikra, there is some taste in the, uh, in the cake of flour, of wheat. And then, according to the shach, according to the rush, then you would indeed do a fashashala with a bracha. So, now that we mention all these different opinions, what should a person do? Halacha when do you make a bracha, when do you not make a bracha? So we'll go from the most extreme shita 
to the lower sheetas. The most extreme sheet is that a person should not make bracha until he has roiv dagon. He should be chayshish for the ramban. I need to have roiv uh, of my of my product has to be has to be uh, wheat or oat flour. So, for example, someone was, was making gluten free challah. So, according to ramban, you'd have to have fifty percent of the of the flour would have to be oats. Only then would you be chayv. So you have to have roiv dagon. The uh, Primagodim learns that, I mentioned this briefly, Primagodim says it doesn't have to be 50% of the entire mixture, it has to be most of the grains. So let's say you had two grains, you had almond flour, coconut, or three grains, almond flour, coconut flour, and uh, oat flour. So the oat has to be the rive of the grains. So let's say you have sugar and uh, yeast and other things, that doesn't count in the percentage. The Magana of Ramnes, how we're going to Paskin, Halach and Maisa, says that a person should only, uh, would only be chayiv and chala if you have a First of all, you need a shear of challah, but additionally, it has to be the amount of hezayis pechtech yolos pras, that as long as you have, which we're going to call a 11 to 12% of the entire mixture is oat, is one of the chamesheis mine dagon, and therefore a person would eat a kezayis, if someone would eat a pras, he would get a kezayis of this dagon, so that's the only time you're chayev in challah, but if it's less than that amount, so then you would not be chayev in challah, that's how the mishibur paskins, this is the Shita of the Magan Avram, Simon Reish Ches. This comes up in Elchaz Brachis. We'll get to that in the next recording. There's one other Shita to be Choshesh for Rabbeinu Tam, and that as long as it has some taste in there and it has the Shir Chal, even if it's not, Kezayef Dechel Ospas, it's definitely not even close to being right. Still, as long as there's some taste, you're making a uh, birthday cake and or you're making a, a, a large a large sheet cake, uh, and there's very a very small ratio of wheat flour to the rest of the mixture. However, there is some taste. It's nice and tam, according to Rabbeinu Tam, you would indeed be mafresh challah. So what the place can tell people is that if you have a sheer challah and you have kezayis, that you can rely on the Magan Avram, and many places can say you can even make a bracha on that, because that is how we pass it. There are others that would say, don't make a bracha unless you have right, right, most of the grain, you can only have another maybe, most of the grain has to come from one of the chameshes in the oven, and only then would you make a bracha. So, in our case, where you have oat challah, or you have sugar cookies, or gebrak's cake, or all, all types of products where where you are, you want to know, do I have to be mafresh challah? So then, the question is, you have to know, first of all, what's the amount of grain, chameshes in the flour in the mixture? We're going to pass, unless you're dealing with rice, that exception, that you need to have at least the minimum share of that, and once you have that, then we have to figure out the recipe, what's the ratio? If it's a small amount, so only Rabbi Tam says you have to do a fresh challah. Most people must say don't even be choshish for that. You don't have to be concerned for that. However, if there's a, there's a there's 11, 12 percent, so it's already a kezayis of dechilus pras. So then we would say be mafresh challah, and most people would say even with a bracha. However, there are those that would say don't make a bracha unless you have roiv. Most of the grain, most of the grain component is coming from the chamesh is coming from oats. Only then. Would you make a bracha? This is very negative to the gluten-free folks. So Metzshem will discuss how this leads into brachas. This comes up every Shabbos for many people. They want to eat a suda, so they finally found a good gluten-free uh, challah recipe, and now they want to eat a kasuda and they want a bench. How much do they have to eat? They eat a kazayas of oat challah when it's a very small percentage of the, of the product. So Metzshem, that will be in the next recording.